1: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello, Fresh! Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome to our culture gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, it's Pokemon Day. There's one every couple of years, and it's a good one because they've overhauled everything for the first time in 25 years. Now, this is a big deal to people like me who grew up with the franchise and have been looking at the Pokemon IP for the last 25 years going, oh my God, Game Freak and Nintendo, you've largely been making the same game for two and a half decades. And it was one of the things going into Pokemon Legends Arceus that I was most curious about. How much of the overhaul stuff, how much of that old school DNA is still in there and how much have they changed? And the thing that I want to address um, up top because this video will be titled something like, this game is not what you're expecting, is that I feel like they've been selling it as a Breath of the Wild style game. The trailer was very much mm. modeled on Breath of the Wild. Um, and the music side of things, the, the audio footprint this game leaves is very similar to Breath of the Wild um, in regards to, you know, disparate piano notes and that general feeling of sort of just ethereal beauty in the landscape itself. There's a little bit of that uh, when you're exploring out in the open world. But the main comparison to make is that there's way more Monster Hunter and Pokemon Snap in here than Breath Ooh. of the Wild. Um, And that's gonna be a very specific comparison point for people who have played both those franchises. Um, And so, you know, to dive into some of the specifics and i also want to quiz you on uh, on what you think of pokemon asses because i know you're not a pokemon fan and this might be <laughs> no. the thing that gets you in this third person shooting in it now mate so they've got they've got all sorts of different things well, but, well um, this is it my friend yeah. like like
0: before we, before you carry on i just want to say that like, i'm here representing like the casuals someone yes. who has tried to get into pokemon for a long time has picked up a few of the games have has had all of my friends shove it down my throat since i was a, literally <laughs> a child Take and it. yet it hasn't quite clicked with me. Something with the regular format. I know people mm. love it, but for me, hasn't quite clicked. So I'm looking at this, thinking, is this my in? Is this the Pokemon game that I finally get to love mm. as much as everyone else loves Pokemon?
2: Well, the thing with the, the, that's the thing. If one of the things that put you off was the general slow pace of the way that all the menu-based uh, gameplay worked in the past, had lots of text prompts, lots of slow build stuff, and um, they've sped up all that those those things tenfold. Uh, in terms of, you can catch multiple creatures in a row. You can just shoot three mm. or four Pokeballs at different creatures in a row they'll all catch they'll come back into your uh, inventory and um, things like that where in the past you would have to battle each one of them unless it was pokemon let's go where you could just throw a ball and hope for the best kind of like in pokemon go but that's a bit of a tangent my point is most of the time catching and battling was something that took a long time and any pokemon fan yeah. will know that that's the case and um, in this that's one of the many things that they've sped up and um, to address the monster hunter point though in the pokemon snap stuff um, monster hunter old school monster hunter especially was all about having a camp you would go to a specific part of the world um, and you have a camp at the beginning of it and the open world the you know, the entirety of the environment was split into different sections, and that's what they've got here, it's not a Breath of the Wild open world, it's not one big seamless open world, and um, you have your hub village called Jubilee or Jubilee Village, and you have different areas that you then warp into so that's initially what the gave me the Monster Hunter vibes, along with when you get into those areas, you have a little camp area where you can put different items in, you can uh, shop, you can rest, and that's, that's the Monster Hunter loop, you sort of, you bank, you get all your equipment, you go out and do different things and you come back and bank it, get more money, go back out again. Um, that's very much the Monster Hunter DNA, the old school Monster Hunter DNA, before they freed some stuff up in World and in Rise. Um, but that approach to an open world is very Monster Hunter, and so twin that with Pokemon Snap, which I don't think you've played, Josh Brown. Have you played I have Pokemon not played Snap? Pokemon
0: Snap. I Pokemon have not, Snap. Scott Telford
2: it's a glorious time that game is very on rails obviously the n64 version then they had new pokemon snap on the switch um, which is just you know you're on rails you play as a photographer going through different landscapes and various animations play out around you showing pokemon interacting with each other or just showing a bunch of badoofs having some fun in the water it's just (laughs) they're doing what they can and you take different photos of them as all their different animations overlap getting you different points depending on you know uh, you know what sort of uh, scenes you manage to capture that DNA that core DNA that idea of just seeing pokemon frolic in the wild um, and interacting with them at specific points that's the other half of this game it's not that there's mm-hmm. not any Breath of the Wild in there at all like I said it's in there with the audio side of it but for me and I've only played a couple of hours like literally I've played I think it's literally an hour 57 or something I ended up <laughs> at uh, about 2am um, but it's very much Monster Hunter and it's very much Pokemon Snap you mesh those two things together um, you've got the camp elements you're resting you're banking um, money you're trading in the different things that you've seen out in the open world back at the camp you're talking to the professor getting money getting items going back out doing more things um, that's the thing that I really want to point out because i like that they have taken the best elements of the competition and sort of yeah. brought them in they haven't just done let's breath of the wild this and i know that you do unlock uh, climbing pokemon swimming pokemon and flying pokemon um, later in the game you sort of have access to those things different ways to traverse and everything but the main beats of this um like i said are those two more popular uh, sorry more um, recognizable game formula rather than just saying breath of the wild and yes. open world uh open um, open world approach to the genre, (laughs) as I do this, until my point ends. (laughs) Just do it. That's how I'm going to end all points. It's Friday! Um, Yeah.
0: It's Friday, it's Pokemon Day, things are good. What yeah. I'm gonna ask though, you, you you've obviously made the comparison there to you know Monster Hunt a Pokemon Snap. Yes. I guess my question is I think I already know from your enthusiasm, but is that a good thing? Is that something oh, you yeah. would have preferred over just them taking the Breath of the Wild approach and just doing it for Pokemon, you know, more or less verbatim?
2: Well the thing is, I mean, I'm not I'm not saying my precognitive minority report style uh, future viewer, but I literally had a dream that this is how they would make a Pokemon game <laughs> so a this few is your years fault. ago. It might be, I mean I guess it depends if you like it or not. But I, I I'm a big fan. I, I like the idea that in the uh, combat. Let's do over the battles because, like I said, the things that they've meshed together mean that the overall um, gameplay loops that you have here are very snappy. Like you go into the open world, you're building the Pokédex for the first time. It's set in like, old school Japan, so you're just you're encountering these creatures for the first time. So all the different goals that you have are per creature. So it's like see this creature do X attack X amount of times. Go catch a certain amount of creature. Uh, battle a certain amount of creatures. Capture a certain amount of creatures, um, and that's the Pokédex that you're filling out. And then you're going back to the camp and you're banking that stuff and exchanging. It for money, which then lets you buy clothing or lets you buy better gear or crafting components or whatever to go back out into the open world to see more Pokemon and hoover that stuff up. And thankfully, all those animations and mechanics are really, really snappy. Um, mm-hmm. it does open slow. There's a hell of a tutorial in here. Obviously, Pokemon, all ages game, they know that it's gonna be some kids' first Pokemon, so they need to walk you through everything. Um, but it does take its, it takes time for itself to sort of open up and go, oh you can press oh you can press the right trigger without us telling you every single <laughs> 10 seconds. So, but when that stuff gets going, yes, I love that this. They- this is what they've gone with. Like I said, it's been 25 years before they've yeah. upended it. Um, and I'm curious what all those behind-the-scenes conversations were across the last two and a half decades. You know, it's always been Game Freak on developer, uh, as the developer, and it's always been Nintendo on publisher. And it's one of those things where the franchise is so huge, so monolithic. Um, even Pokemon Go was just a happy accident. That was like a weird business deal that Niantic had done, and Nintendo didn't realize that they were, you know, that what the game was going to be in full until it was released. <laughs> and then they went, oh God, and then they took Pokemon Go, and they made Pokemon Let's Go. <clears throat> but... I like what they've done in terms of, if you're gonna shake this thing up and you're gonna take this massive risk, um, it's a calculated risk. They are leaning on recognizable IP, recognizable gameplay yeah. loops, um, and a recognizable feel, but there is enough Pokemon as a through line. Like, you know, you are like combat, the way you're interacting with other creatures, if you can't catch them just by throwing a Pokeball at them, is throwing a creature, one of yours, into the world and then watching them battle by running around them. Like, if you stand in between two creatures and they do a charge attack, you'll get knocked over, which was the dream I had. <laughs> That's cool. I like the idea. <laughs> Of yeah. summoning creatures and just watching them fight in front of me, and I'm th- I'm, yeah. sh- I'm shouting out the next move like, do thunderstruck!" You know, do whatever. That's <laughs> an ACDC song, but do thunderstruck, <laughs> do that stuff. And uh, I like that whole idea of just a free roaming, you know, Pokemon trainer and doing the battles, but you maintain control the whole time. And I think that's a yeah. really cool way to do a Pokemon game. Um, we did a video a while ago. Adam Cleary did a video. I forget who with now. Um, talking about the idea of a proper open world Pokemon game. And although, like I said, the open world bits are instants, they're chunks. Um, it's still it very much feels like an open world <clears throat> Pokemon game where you're coming across all these different creatures just doing their thing um, yeah. and sneaking. There's, there's tall grass because of course there's tall grass. <laughs> but there how else are you going to sneak up behind someone? But um, <laughs> but still, like the the way that they've gone, it's a safe, calculated risk. But it uh, it feels the most different to a Pokemon game like ever has. Like I see the yes. buzz saying it's the best Pokemon game ever. Um, and although I've only played a couple of hours, um, it's very very promising, and I like the stuff that they've done.
3: As long as you're excited to go back
0: into it, Scott Telfer. Yeah. I've got one question to ask you, though, Do because it. like a lot of Pokemon games recently, this one had a very specific controversy surrounding it, and that mm. was with the apparently bad graphics. And I was kind of <laughs> following this, but only half following it. How... how, how <laughs> worrisome how is this? How terrible are they? How terrible are they? Well, yeah, one, how terrible are they? Yep. Two, is this a controversy that we should have actually been uh, worried about? Or is this like another
2: puddle get? Um, it's definitely more valid than Puddlegate. Um, right. It's definitely, that's the thing. If you That's the thing that I'm kind of like hinting at before. is like, I don't know what those conversations are, those scheduling conflicts between Game Freak and between Nintendo, and how they just have so many games to turn around. And it, this this doesn't feel rushed overall, but parts of it do. It feels like if you gave us another few years, you probably would have a nice, rounded, maybe cel-shaded art style, more like Breath of the Wild. Maybe that's something that they could mm-hmm. have brought in to be more Breath of the Wild, um, because it is noticeable. It's more, that mainly for me, it's the rock textures and the tree textures. And They just feel old school. They just feel uh, PS2, GameCube, mid-2000s to late-2000s era. Um, And that's what they're going for. You know, various Eastern RPGs have that aesthetic Um, in terms of the animation. And it's. I know I wasn't expecting a full, you know, Western-style motion capture approach to cutscenes. But depending on how many Eastern RPGs you've played, from your personas to the Yakuza's judgment, whatever, um, this stuff might stand out. Obviously, I've just jumped between aesthetics and animation there. But I think that um, it's worth flagging that both are... Um, serviceable, both are you know, okay. they get across, you are in <laughs> a world full of trees and different forestation, and then this is a character talking to you, there's nothing other than the basics in that regard. Um, that said though, there is, I'm not going to say a recognisable art direction, but there are times where, you know, the sun's high in the sky, you're running down a different uh, one of the hills, it's nice and bright, the, the, um, the detail in the sky is gorgeous, the detail around the world is enough that it yeah. gives you that feeling that you are in a world of Pokemon, so they do tick that box, um, and the performance is solid enough. It does chug. Mm-hmm. Um, it chugs right. when you uh, rotate the camera in a busy area. It chugs when you're fighting uh, one of the bigger creatures, and there's a lot going off. Um, but for the most part, it's like 80% success rate. On the sheer frame rate side, it's smooth enough. Okay. Um, but yeah, it stands that's... out. I don't think it's a deal breaker. I think it's way better yeah. in handheld. Didn't notice at all when I played it on the train this morning. Um, right. But it's one of those things where, yes, I wish they'd had more time in the oven, but that's a that's a Nintendo problem to some degree.
0: Well, this is, this is the question I was going to follow up with. You, mm. know, you mentioned there that, like, you know, Game Freak potentially stretched too thin and potentially, you know, working on too much projects. Maybe they should have had more time in the oven. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is an issue with the development itself or is it an issue with the actual hardware it's releasing on? Because yes, we had the mm. Nintendo Switch OLED release last year, but is it just kind of oh. a limitation of what the Switch is working with at the moment? Like, do we need a new console to come in with better specs to do games like this justice? Or, or do you think there is still more you could have gotten out of this game on the
2: base hardware? Well, that's the thing they'd have to develop something else pokemon arceus 2 or whatever they do for the next pokemon right. legends game it would have to be developed for the new system because this feels like it's the best they could have done and the seams uh, right. the that show are entirely frame rate based um like obviously there's time limits like i said i, I would prefer better renders on the environment or i'd prefer a Breath of the Wild uh, overall visual punch or whatever um but it feels like game freak did what they could do in the time allotted to them it feels very um specific like it's sort of like we're gonna attempt this thing we're gonna, we're gonna call it pokemon legends arceus we're not going to necessarily call it a Pokemon mainline game because they're not two mm-hmm. versions. Um, it's not Sword Shield, you know, Pearl Diamond, whatever. It's just one one-off thing that we can try, see if it works, um, and then go from there. So it feels like you know they gave them a certain amount of space to try all these different things. And a lot of the features here, like I said, the speed of everything, um, just the way that uh, battling and catching and everything has been sped up, is directly addressing fan complaints that have been there for decades. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think they'd have to develop something with a, a 4K switch in mind. I did, I did think that though uh, when the frame rate it's like well if we had the 4k switch or we had the insert thing switch um that would just be nice and smooth it'd be 60 fps standard whatever um but yeah i think they did the best that they possibly could in the time allowed um but i know that like some fans have a whole bunch of problems with game freak as a dev in general because there are various issues with past pokemon games the reuse of animations etc and um, again i don't know the reality of those conversations from developer to publisher yeah. and if this just is the best they can do i'll give them the benefit of the doubt because i always give developers and artists and creatives the benefit of the towel. Um, but it is one of those things where even in this game it's reusing some attack animations and things like that from previous Pokemon games again so it's only going to be the frame rate <clears throat> that's the main totally, thing that's mean- out to me yeah
0: That's that's the only thing. I mean, it's it's interesting that you said that you didn't have many problems with it uh, on handheld. I presume you were using the OLED switch when you're playing it on handheld. That's that's interesting. Overall, you've kind of like you have made me excited about it. Like I love the idea that it's more there's more Monster Hunter in it Mm. than Breath of the Wild. That sounds exciting. Mm -hmm. I like what they've changed up with the. with, with the, the core combat, the core exploration, the core catching. Like, the idea for me, the dream for me, is just being able to live in, like, a Pokémon world and yes. have what I imagined when I played the very, very old-school Pokémon's of, you know, finding Pokémon in the tall grass, having them pop up, <laughs> having that happen in real time, having that happen in a, in a more detailed space. Like, that's what I'm, I'm personally, you well, know, excited to jump in in experience.
2: Yeah, that's entirely what they've built. Like, that you can point to the hardware limitations of just saying it's not overflowing with Pokémon, at least in the first couple of hours. It's not overflowing with t- Tons of stuff, um, and there is a weird uh, level of detail thing where if anything is past a certain amount of uh, distance from you, it halves the frame rate, like on that specific right. animation. Oh, so you'll you just yeah. you'll just see a bird doing that as it flies, <laughs> and then if it gets close enough, it'll just be normal again. So mm-hmm. they've little things like that. Well, I guess it's not necessarily little, depending on how much you know something dominates a visual. Um, but yeah, that's what they've gone for. That's what they're trying to sell you. That's the thing that a lot of us have been looking forward to for decades, and the thing that we imagine when we watch the TV show. And um, what yeah. would it be like to live in this world of Pokémon? that's the vibe the pokemon snap absolutely nails and it's just a free roaming open version of that and um, with some monster hunter stuff in there and the idea of you know taking up a whole bunch of things to fill out the pokedex as well so i'm very impressed i'm gonna play a lot more of it there's other games dropping left right and center can't stop them now that we're getting closer to february so we'll juggle as much as we can and we'll uh, we'll do little updates on the podcast so go get subscribed to that as well for now though this has not been the culture gaming podcast i've been Scott Taylor. What culture gaming is all I've got for you. So I've been mean, Josh.
0: Yeah. What culture gaming? Yeah, is, we culture do this every gaming? day, every year in single... year out. We still, still don't have it down though. No. No. <laughs> Eight years at this job, and I will catch you soon. Pokemon. Bye bye.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer.